Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and I am very excited to bet on Patrick Mahomes as an underdog for a third consecutive week. Joining me as always is my co-host Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing after last week, buddy? I don't know what you speak of. Football ended last week, so... <laughs> Is there a game on this week? There, no, there's there's like, a little game happening this coming weekend. I, I don't buy it. Yeah, it was a rough one. I think the only place that makes sense to start is with the Lions 49ers game from conference championship weekend. <sighs> I don't know, man. That that one hurt, and I'm not even a Lions fan. But I think everyone I was with was hurting for the Lions. Yeah, it was a bummer. <laughs> uh, the first half was electric. Like, Carrie and I put Nolan to bed. And so we were like an hour behind, so we had no breaks. Oh, no. There was no natural break at any point. So it was like a fucking roller coaster where I just fast-forwarding, and I'm just like, no way, no way. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. I was doing the work that our boy Mike McCarthy said he did. Yeah, yeah like, you were actually watching This is very easy it. to just fly <laughs> through. <laughs> and then when it went bad, it was like, oh, we finally like caught up you know i'd say kind of right after the uh elijah mitchell touchdown and then yeah. you know it's basically yeah. over at that point and it wasn't there was a little bit of a an opportunity there at the end but yes it was so such an emotional roller coaster as a lions fan just kind of being so close to our first super bowl appearance yeah. only to kind of fumble it away and if you think that that is bad being the fan of you know a, you know a notoriously bad franchise that in the scope of three years has has turned into a legitimate contender if you think it's so bad to watch that slip out of your grasp just listening to the fucking carousel of doofuses talk about how like oh dan campbell's bravado lost the game these fucking people it's like they never watched the lions play a fucking game it it, it literally makes no sense i'm like i don't know what you want the dude just basically plays the analytical ball and has his entire coaching history and you guys like the media loves him when it works out which sometimes it does and it's like in this huge stage it it you know we missed some of the the fourth down go calls and to listen to these doofuses talk about how it was like you know he he was doing this because of his like bravado like right basically you, the only two data points you have are the first press conference when he talked about kneecaps yep <laughs> and this conference game and that's all you have i mean if that is what you want to do because you think everyone listening to your programs are dumb as fuck which i mean maybe a lot of them are or misinformed and sure but it's just like anybody with a brain did not think that like he was you know doing something he hadn't done literally every game he had yeah. coached so wow well, that's my two cents to start i mean i'm sure there's so much more to go into but yeah, I'll have I'll have a lot to dive in uh, on on the decisions that Campbell made in this game because I think they're yeah the, the coverage of it has been absolutely insane and not in a good way. It, to to your point about how painful it was there, the it, it was almost as though the Lions forgot how to play football for like a five minute stretch of game time, and, yeah, and I, the entire game slipped away in that stretch, yeah. which is somewhat of a testament to how good the Niners' offense is if that happens. But also, so I'm looking at the play by play now. You have the, the Niners get a field goal to start the second half, so it's 24 to 10. The Lions get to the San Francisco 28, and they have fourth and two, and Goff hits Reynolds, and he's open, and he drops it. He's open past the stick, so it's an easy first down if he just catches it, and he drops it. And it, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's not the easiest catch in the world, but it's not hard enough to drop it when you're not 
being covered at all. And then right after that is the victimization of the cornerback who you told me <laughs> is the weak link compared to Cam Sutton, where it bounces off of his face mask. He even he even played that play well. It's not like Vildor blew it in terms of coverage. It just it hit him in the face. And then Ayuk made a great play to grab it, but that gets San Francisco the touchdown to make the game 24-17. And then immediately the following former Chicago up, Bear, John, I'm sure I'm surprised you're not so familiar with Kendall Fildor. Yeah, yeah, it's the Bears haven't been <laughs> worth watching closely in a while. <laughs> but immediately after that, the first play after yeah, that is Gibbs, Gibbs fumbling at the Detroit 25. So the Niners get the ball right away again, score another touchdown, and then... Oh, and then, yeah, I'm sorry, then the, next, then the next sequence is the punt from the Lions that they easily could have downed at the one and just That's sort of it. biffed. And instead, yep. you know, instead of pinning the Niners deep, they get the ball at their, at their 20. I can't tell, is it is it even more painful that the Lions then got right back to it on offense? Like, they kind of, they kind of started working well again after that. And they had the other fourth down, fa- the other fourth down failed conversion, where in that one, I think San Francisco just had the right play call for it. And as you have mentioned many times here, Goff is not scrambling for, for those three yards. So if, if they cover everybody, it's going to be tough. And like, I think they said, like, a lot of people have talked about this one. And he actually had it, I think. But he, like, underthrew it because he's being chased by, like, Chase Young's only good play yeah. as a niner. Yeah. So. But, yeah, between, so you have that, that fumble. You have the, the fumble and the punt, the quick punt there that they didn't down. Yeah. The next two drives, even the one where the Lions failed on fourth down again they went 45 yards in six plays so you're almost eight yards a play you're above seven yards a play and then their touchdown drive at the end where they they made it a three-point game was 75 yards in 11 plays so almost seven yards a play like they went right back to clicking so well yep Uh, it's tough i'm also very sad because i i didn't hedge my super bowl bets when i had a chance to pick the niners plus 300 at halftime so that was a missed opportunity on my part Now, little as bit a Lions of a fan, were you ever truly comfortable, or were you always nervous? I mean, I wouldn't say comfortable. I was, like, very much pleased. <laughs> yeah, yeah, feeling good, but not like, we've definitely got this. Because I think it was just, like, I kind of was like, so the Lions, um, they've had a great, they had a great season. They were an abysmal third quarter team the entire season. Uh, I think they're probably one of the worst offensive and defensive teams in the third quarter and i think if you look at i don't know this for sure about san francisco but i think that they're one of the better teams so uh, intuitively i was kind of like well we just gotta do something to just you know stem the tide here just get a score and have them just kind of match them and so i was kind of looking for that one score yeah in the third to kind of just be like all right I think we got this, but it never came. So I wouldn't say it was like when the, when it start the second half started. I was like, oh yeah, it's over. We got them. I was feeling really good, but yeah, but like, I kind of we knew just need those our things. To keep going. I just knew we were terrible in the third quarter and have been since Dan Campbell has coached the Lions. Yeah. So hopefully we can figure that out moving forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a tough one. I feel I, I feel very bad for you and all of our other Lions fans, friends. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the Dan Campbell decisions because the coverage of them has been terrible. And I think there are a few things to to touch on with them. One of them being when when the model shows the preference on television. It's usually not like a, oh my God, you'd be stupid to not go for it here. It's usually like a half percent or like a 1% better win probability by doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think people get a little carried away when they're like, I can't believe the model said this. And it's like, it just says there's a slight 
edge that you could get by going for it here. It's yeah. not saying that you'd be an idiot, which is, of course, the reaction when it doesn't go well. Is it like, yeah. what an idiot? I can't believe you'd go yeah. for that. I mean, literally hearing people say, I can't believe they went for it. The guy dropped the ball. It's like, but you see what you're saying. They had the right play. They did the play. <laughs> he was open. <Yeah. laughs> like, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's always easy to revisit them and, and say like, okay, well, if they do convert that, not only do they take more time off the clock, but they have a chance at a touchdown instead of a field goal. A big part of it is always, that's always, you know, infuriating is the like, they just could kick the field goal. Okay. It's a 45 plus yard field goal. Yeah. The Lions clearly don't trust their kicker very much. And also just go ask all the fans in Buffalo how automatic a 45 yard <laughs> field goal is. Yes, yeah. It doesn't yes. always go in. <laughs> no. So... I think let's let's go through like the ones that stood out to me. The first one was at the end of the first half when he decides to go conservative and kick the field goal on fourth and goal from the San Francisco three. Mm-hmm. I liked that decision personally. In the moment, yeah. what did you think? I said I didn't see where it was spotted, but I think I told you if it was the two, I'm going to go for it. If mm-hmm. it's the four, I'm going to kick it. And if it's the three, I am i don't care. Yeah. And it was the three, and I was like, I could see either way. And he said the same thing. He said if it was on the two, I would have yeah. gone. And I think that's that's perfectly fair. On the two, the defense still has to respect the run quite a bit, I feel like. Yeah. From the three, that, that becomes a much dicier proposition. And so, yeah, I had no problem with that one. I think they said that the models actually had a slight lean towards going for it, which I was a little surprised Mm by. And maybe you can make some kind of argument about momentum that I don't really believe in, where you were kicking their ass all first half, and you could punch it in there. But we, we watched the Chiefs do that against the Bengals a few years ago, and they got stuffed from the one yard line going into halftime, and they ended up going to overtime in that game and losing. Mm-hmm. So it's almost an identical situation. Let me see. The score in the Lions game at this point was twenty-one to seven. They were up twenty-one to seven when they had the ball down there. I mean, right? But like, that's the thing. When you come, when you look at the proposition as I already got points, but I could have gotten four more. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, well, well, I got something though. It's like yeah. this human psyche that like doesn't really can't register. Like, yeah, fail. Like, it's just it's silly because it's like the, well, it's like the the bird in the hand is worth two in the bush thing right and it's like i guess that probably depends on how good you are getting the birds in the bush yeah and it, yeah because if and you're it's like, i 75 percent chance then you get one and a half birds there <laughs> yeah yeah and like for but for me it's like you i i think that there is no plausible way he could have stopped playing how he like stopped coaching the way he had coached the entire time there and then we magically would have played better in a certain like i i just i don't see how the offense can still go out there and do what it always does when now the how we play is different i i I just don't understand i just that's why that's what i kind of am where i'm coming at it from is like if we always do this and we like that's just what we do right like your team is ready to go on fourth down because they know that we're going for it yeah and okay so i didn't even realize how close of a comparison it was that the chiefs Bengals game the AFC Championship game back then was 21 to 10 at the time. The mm. Chiefs were up and wow. Tyree Kill got stuffed at the one yard line at, as the final play of the of the second quarter. And they ended up going to overtime and losing in that game. And so yeah, like, that's, that's what we could have done. That's <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. That's one where it's like, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's similar with the Lions offense. Their offense was rolling. Like, do you feel like you really want to take it out of their hands? But I also get like the points are important. So I, I have no problem with the call that Campbell made there. I get it. Getting nothing because a big part of the reason that going for it on fourth and short from like fourth and goal in short yardage is that there's a big value to pinning the other team deep if you don't get it. 
And that value obviously goes away if it's the end of the half because field position isn't going to matter anymore. So that advantage gets, you know, is disappeared and, and it makes it more of a difficult decision. Yeah, and like fourth and three on the three is different than fourth and three mm-hmm. on the 38. Big time. Right? Because 45-yard, like a, yeah, a 45, 50-yard field goal, that's not the same proposition as a 20-yard A chip shot, goal. yeah. So it's like, that's the shit that drives me nuts. Yep. Where it's like... Ah, yeah, there's a binary assumption with field goals that either A, yeah. you're in range or you're not, mm-hmm. and then B, if you decide to kick it, it's going in. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, the people <laughs> that is like true. 85% is 100%. Yeah. Like, well, 85% isn't 100%. Yeah. And, and as you say, yeah, we could just keep... Ask a Bills fan. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so the next one then is the the failed one to Josh Reynolds where he drops the pass. I thought we should go for that. I agree. They're up they're up 24-10 at the time. The game if we would have scored a touchdown going down, taking like four more minutes off the clock, the game would have basically been over. Yeah, you turn into a 31 to 10 instead of 27 to 10 and that thing is it's more or less over. Yeah. Yeah. And like so you said, I mean I, they had they had a play drawn up. It's not like they they didn't have the they right got it. To play. I mean, they got the what exactly what they wanted. It just yeah, Reynolds dropped it. He's like he's a dude like I don't know. You look at the way like how his decisions helped us win that Rams game, and it's like well, we're not even in the this game if he didn't coach the way he coached. Josh Reynolds caught a million amazing pa- passes in that game. It's just I don't know. I'm getting more pissed off talking about yeah, this. and it's also so the other thing that's going to drive me nuts is that between that one and the and the second failed fourth down conversion in the fourth quarter, there's a lot of like well they only ended up losing by three so. You could have had a tie game and forced overtime if you hit one of those. And the other way to look at it, in my opinion, is you gave up 27 second half points to the Niners. Yeah. You need more points than field goals are going to get you. Because even though you have a lead, you they correctly decided they probably weren't going to be able to hold the Niners down <laughs> in the rest of the, the half. So... After that failed fourth down conversion that we just talked about, the one to Reynolds, the Niners have five plays, 72 yards touchdown, four plays, 24 yards touchdown, so 20, 11 plays, 20, 65 20 yards points. field goal, seven plays, 70 yards touchdown, <laughs> and then downs. So let's say let's say that that wasn't the way it played out. Let's say it was tied up at that point. Do you think that final drive for the Niners, the Lions were going to hold them to zero points? Yeah, it did not seem likely. <laughs> didn't didn't seem like it was headed that way. So the next one then is the failed fourth down attempt when they're now down by three points at the San Francisco 30. So we're talking about a 47-yard field goal. And like we said, the Niners had a good defense called for it. The Niners go seven plays, 70 yards in the next drive. I don't think the field position part of it matters very much at this point with the way that the Niners offense is clicking. And again, it's fourth and three. I think it's perfectly reasonable to go for it there. And if you tie it, and they score a touchdown. Now you need a touchdown to even tie it, and you hope that they don't get the chance to t- to win before the end of the game. I don't know. Again, you score a touchdown there. You're up 31-27. Suddenly, if they score a touchdown, all you need is a field goal to force overtime. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's If it were like the analytics didn't say that it was the prudent call, I'd be like, well, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have. Or he didn't do this all the time, and this literally isn't exactly how he always makes decisions. I'd be like, yeah, it's a weird move to do this when you don't always do this. Yeah, they look like like chaotic, that they weren't ready, the offense wasn't expecting to be back out there. Exactly. It's like, if you just do the thing you've always done and that you keep always doing, and like the way that football is trending to be played and he's like 
I don't, what, what are we talking about? That's kind of my whole thing. Like, I just don't, it's such a stupid proposition to me that I don't understand. Yeah. And, and on top of that, there is something to be said for like building that identity within your team where that's that's what they know we're going to do every game. In addition to, I would say, the importance of, you know, David's strategies, which I think we've talked about before on the podcast, where when you're an underdog, you need to take more chances because that's how you flip the script on yeah. the team that is better. And for as amazing as the Lions offense looked, I think we saw it. the Niners are a better team, but they, the Lions had a chance and it had a chance because they came into that game going like, hey, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go right at them and we're going to try to pull this off. Now, the only decision I didn't like out of Campbell was running the ball on third and goal at the end there. Yeah. Greg Olson was furious. <laughs> yeah. They got stopped. But the big thing is you just at that point you need, you need to recover onside. the onside kick and that's yeah. just not happening anymore. So I don't know. I think I think for me I would have thrown the ball yeah. and saved the timeout no matter what and just said Agreed. like I need all three of these. But yeah, that's yeah. If people wanted to talk about that, I kind of understood. But it was also just like I don't. To me, at that point, we're getting into like yeah. yelling at Todd Bowles for not yeah yeah getting the ball back with yeah it's like seconds. a yeah like a five percent uh, win chance versus like a four point five percent win. Chance. yeah so like, okay sure yeah <laughs> like i get it i agree with it but i'm like what are we ta- what are we talking about here really yeah for sure but yeah yeah yeah, yeah i agree <sighs> anyway buddy i am very sorry i it was a hell of a game to watch the lions were a fun watch all season they yeah they, they are they're just they're fun they're a fun team I'm glad we've retained both our coordinators some fucking how. Yeah. The way that they, hilarious. The way that they opened the game, too, where they just, like, what was it? Let's see. Four plays. Four plays for a touchdown there, and then with the J-Mo end around. Oof. Holy crap. I had j <laughs> I, I had j first TD score. Ooh, nice. That was, like, my only bet, really. That's a good one. I don't know why. Should have bet more on it. No. But I hit that. <laughs> one other important thing to touch on which i know we'll get to when we do the super bowl preview also uh jake moody sucks <laughs> who he missed a 48 yard field goal in this game speaking of f- mid 40s <laughs> field goals third round draft pick jake moody the michigan man third round draft pick oh that's right not good no he's not he was automatic in college i i've it's so weird if we could have thought of a time where one of the best college kickers ever came out and was mind-fucked by being taken in the second round yep. and flamed out of the NFL immediately. <laughs> if only I could think, oh, yeah. Who that <laughs> R.I.P. to my dude. So in the regular season, he was 21 of 25 from field goal range, which is not great, not terrible. 84%, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. You're not going to be great. It's certainly not worth a third-round pick. More importantly, in the playoffs, he is now three for five Oof. and only one of three between 40 and 49 yards. That's uh, got to take those. Those are automatic points. Automatic, you know. yeah, yeah. It's his points sitting right there. So Our our kicker is a guy we called the Money Badger. <laughs> so That's a good nickname. <laughs> oh, Badgley, we love you. Let's move on then to the, the Chiefs-Ravens game which I would say equally compelling, not as fun. Does that sound about right? Definitely not as fun. It kind of felt like Spags put Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore offense with, with I would say, some help from the Baltimore offense into the torture chamber <laughs> and just like watched them squirm around for, for three quarters. I didn't watch a ton of this. I was wrangling Noli, but what I did see, I was like, eh. and I was bummed for Zay Flowers. That's for sure. That was tough. That was tough. Yeah. He ends with five oh, touches that was for 115 so... yards and a touchdown. I so know. he has a great game, but man. Oh, God. And if that's the other thing that came out of this. Was this the game or was it the week before? Oh, it was the week before. It happened but both games. 
Are you talking about the fumbles at the goal line? Yeah. Yeah, so it, the week before, it was the Chiefs guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, I, Hardman. Yeah, yeah, it was Hardman. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, this, and then the very next week, it's Flowers doing it. We have to hear. Like, we touched that subject for so long. Yes, and in this one, it wasn't, it wasn't through the end zone, so... Luckily, we no, didn't have to hear that one again. It was just recovered by Casey. Yeah. I would say, though, if I am a receiver's coach, I think I'm telling my guys to stop fucking reaching for the end zone when it's, like, going to be a first and goal from the one. Like, just <laughs> just go down, yeah. guys. It's okay. And, These guys are really, really good at, pu- the at punching the ball out. <laughs> Sneed is so good. He is. He's awesome. I did not know how good he was. Yeah. He is unbelievable. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, and yeah, every all the DBs now are so good at punching the ball out that i feel like not kendall like, Vildor. you know yeah <laughs> but you know like especially near the goal line you know they're yeah. they're waiting for you to to put that thing out so that they can punch it like that's that's just you know that's that's the only thing you can hope for at that point yeah so do you think um taylor swift is a psyop i mean i know she's a psyop like deep state 100 percent. that that one that one makes so much sense that it's <laughs> The CIA is going to make it so the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, John. Right. Did you know that? Because they're going to then have her announce her support for Joe Biden and help in the very close swing state of Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) And Kansas. And Kansas, yeah. Two Two big Biden states. Two right there on the verge with a ton of of swing. Uh, Hey, I... You know, honestly, if if Kansas City beats the 49ers by 100 points, everyone in Michigan might just be like, all right, I guess we'll vote Biden. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? The hell? Fuck, fuck the four. I mean, but you can't really stick it to the California for by voting Democrat. Right. So I don't right. Yeah, that's not going to. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're already on that train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly she's she's a plant and, and the entire relationship is to help with voting demographics. But... So I think we should just abandon our football podcast and just talk about how fucked America is, that this was a news story. <laughs> and I I don't understand doomsday prepper culture, but after reading all this shit by every single person that needs to make a joke about this or talk about this, I'm like, I want to crawl in a hole and fucking die. Yeah. Because this is the dumbest shit I've ever even heard. So. Truly. And That's my two cents on that. Sorry, man. I just... Everyone is <laughs> upset about like the number of cutaways to Taylor Swift. Yeah. How much football <laughs> do you watch? And like, have you not noticed how much downtime there is in a football game broadcast? Like, there's nothing but downtime. I mean, we've clowned Mike McCarthy so much just because of how little football there actually is right. to watch. You could watch it so quickly. <laughs> what do you care? It, I don't know, man. I'd rather look at the box up there than like half the stuff they show me. Some of them, some more of the dumb graphics they want to pull up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So, I don't need I don't need fifty five different PFF statistics that are just trying to get you know our our dude Collinsworth paid even more money for buying that operation. Right, right. Or like the 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 triple conditional stat. This is the. <laughs> The best offensive performance by a second-string yeah. tight end in a divisional playoff game since the merger. Like, oh, thank you. Cool. That's, that's thank great. Thank you for this. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, the Chiefs... Taylor, oh, sorry. Taylor Swift and the Chiefs move on after beating Baltimore 17-10 in Baltimore. Uh, I did watch the whole game. Like, luckily... Cat and I were taking our vacation away from Baby Jack, so Ooh. we just got to sit there and watch nice. football without having to worry about anything, which was very nice. I don't know. I mean, it felt like another 
Chiefs win in this version of the Chiefs, which is the defense is pretty dang good. They don't give up the easy ones. And Mahomes does just enough. His stat line from this game is like good, not gaudy. He only has 241 passing yards, but he also goes 30 for 39 with a touchdown and no interceptions. I think they said that the charting has him with zero turnover-worthy plays in the playoffs so far. Holy hell. (laughs) So he's not even putting the ball at risk in any of these situations. And for some people that are close to family members of mine who believe that there are different conspiracies just with the refs giving preferential treatment to someone like Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) I feel like all the penalties in this game were pretty blatant. Like, you can't can't hit the quarterbacks in the head, guys. They get really upset about that. Like, (laughs) they're going to throw the flag. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. He just rules. He really and does. your whole your whole they've been slow playing Kelsey narrative came to fruition, yeah. which like they just yeah eleven catches on eleven targets. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So yeah, that was dirty. That's part of the psyop, though, John. Of course, <laughs> yes, that's right. I, I should have thought about that. Should have. I think there's a lot of talk about Lamar choking, which I don't agree with at all. Yeah. I think there is. I think the correct criticism to level is that Baltimore threw the ball 37 times and ran the ball 16 times, nice. and that includes eight carries from Lamar, some of which were scrambles. So, in a game that you trailed by 10 at most at any one point, you kind of a went away from what you do. Yeah, you're the best rushing yeah. attack in the NFL by a long way, and you yeah. more than double in terms of throwing passes versus running. Gus Edwards, three carries for 20 yards. Classic. You know, just like, yeah, okay. Classic that's, Gus line. You don't want to go back to it, I guess. That's that's the end. I uh, need seven yards of carry. Yeah. Not this. Not these guys. Not these guys. Definitely not. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But but the, the best explanation I can think of is that it's the, I think the pressure of playing against Mahomes and this Chiefs team gets to the coordinators on the other team a bit, and they start pressing a little more than they, they should. Yeah. I mean, that's as good of an explanation as any. Especially when it's like you see some of the, yeah, some of the ways they win these games. Right. It's just crazy. And, and so, yeah. yeah. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs in their first two drives go 10 plays, 86 yards, and 16 plays, 75 yards for two touchdowns against the best defense in the, in the NFL. <laughs> wow. It's just mean. All right. That's all I had to say about that one, I think. I don't think Lamar's a choker. I mean, it's a dumb narrative. I think the offense didn't serve him very well in this one. And I think it's really hard to routinely make the Super Bowl, which unless you're makes the Patrick Mahomes thing that much more <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That, like, I don't know. Yeah, you can say people will fi- try to find narratives about Lamar. They have his whole career. You can speculate as to why, you know, but I think the better narrative is that Kansas City has basically just replaced New England as mm-hmm. one of the most impressive NFL dynasties we've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, like, remember... Until Peyton Manning beat the Bears in the Super Bowl, it was like Peyton Manning was a choke artist, right? Like he couldn't yep. he couldn't get past Brady. He just kept 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 falling short. Yeah. Same with uh, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> no, he could always beat Brady in the playoffs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in the regular season, he had butt fumbles. They just could never make it past the AFC Championship. I bet Peyton beat him one year. I still do think that uh, it's worth revisiting Rex Ryan's abilities when you consider that they beat Tom Brady in the playoffs twice with Mark Goddamn Sanchez. <laughs> That defense was... It was really good. Unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and move on then. (laughs) 
<laughs> trying to think who they had on that offense at all. If I can name anybody. I think well they had Mark they Sanchez. were you know in the midst of one of the greatest runs of washed up running backs that I can remember. Trying oh wait, I, I got I have like one. They had the and Chris Ivory. Years. I Chris say? Ivory, yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah. That one came straight out of my brain. Okay, so here you go. One of the years straight out of the gray the matter. One of the years they beat the Pats in the playoffs, their lead they have rusher Jeremy Curley was... on those teams. So, so one of those years, their lead rusher was Ladanian Tomlinson. LT. With Sean Green as his backup. Oh, there we go. That's a great, a great... That's that's wild. And then let's see. Is it the very next year that they beat him again? No, they didn't do it two years in a row, did they? No. I okay. thought they went to the title two years in a row, no? Maybe they did. Maybe you're... Holy crap, a long time ago. But maybe one of those years was when Brady had his... Yeah, you're right. They did go to the title two years in a row, but yeah, one of them was the Matt Castle year. In that 09 season, it was Thomas Jones as their leading rusher. Who even is that? Uh, I only remember him because he played for the Bears as well. Uh, he had a no. cool 1,402 yards on 331 attempts. Oh, baby. 4.2 yards per attempt. This, if, if people are ever curious about how different the NFL was back then. Yeah. TJ Jones was in his age 31 season and was given the ball 331 times, averaging 4.2 yards carry. Wowza. <laughs> That's wild. All right, let's go ahead and turn our attention then to the Super Bowl. We'll just start with the easy question. The 49ers are favored by two points, Yax. Who do you got? I don't know. I don't know if I'm... I can't pick the 49ers because I want them to fucking die. Mm-hmm. So I got the Chiefs. But, it, I, you know, you just pick the best player. Yeah, I picked against Mahomes two weeks in a row. That was stupid. I've learned. I've learned my lesson. Yeah, the part that I can't figure out is we just watched them beat the Ravens, who I think we all know were better than the Niners. Yes. And I know that it's not a transitive thing, but like there's they a reason they were underdogs the in that one. And what have we seen from the Niners exactly in their back-to-back games against the Packers and Lions that that sh- I should be scared of? Not a ton, right? <laughs> I mean, their offense. Their offensive. Their offense are great. is great. Yeah, I mean, you could probably argue that their offense is probably the best unit in the game, like for sure. in this game. Yeah, DVOA certainly um, says so. So, I mean, they're one of the best offenses the NFL has ever seen. Yeah. So no, no stretch there. But if you look at the previous two games, exactly as you said, the Lions and Packers defense are laughable compared to this version of the Chiefs defense. Right. So I'm like, I don't, I don't see why. And I can't. The other part that I can't get out of my head is that like, I, I don't think the Niners are going to bother Mahomes that much, and I'll get into why I think that in a minute. So what the Niners would need then is to either just be able to run the ball all day and not have any problems there, or they need Purdy to not make a mistake. Because if he makes a mistake and they fall behind like they did against the Packers or Lions, they're not going to be able to climb back out of the hole that fast like they did in those games. I'm trying to think here. So... I pulled up the the Chiefs Niners history since Mahomes joined the Chiefs, and the first time that he played against them was in 2018, which was his first year. In that game, the Chiefs win 38 to 27. The Chiefs still had Kareem Hunt on the team then, if that gives you an idea of how long ago this was. But the Chiefs win 38 27. Now, obviously, this is a different version of the Chiefs, right? Than, than what we're seeing now. Back before Vic Fangio ruined football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyreek Hill only has two catches in that game. Like, he wasn't a big a big player yet for the Chiefs. But either way, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes dropped 38 on the, on the Niners in that game. I haven't been able to find the DVOA that year to figure out how highly the Niners were ranked on defense that year, but I'm pretty sure they were good on defense, and the Chiefs still dropped 38 on them. The next time they meet, of course, is the Super Bowl. 
And in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs score 31 points. Granted, 21 of them are in the fourth quarter, but they all count towards the final number. And that game had a Niners defense that was ranked number two in DVOA that year. Wolf. So the thought was, like, you know, hey, this is going to be a tough defense to score points on. And it kind of was for three quarters. And then <laughs> Mahomes and Reed adjusted and dropped three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and win the game by 11 points. They meet again just last year. This notably was the game that Brock Purdy came in in relief of an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so we don't really get much from it in terms of what to expect from Purdy against the Spags defense. But the Chiefs last season dropped 44 points on the Niners. <laughs> And the Niners last year were the Niners last year were the number one t- defense by DVOA. So while the Niners defense go. is good, and this year they're ranked I think fourth in DVOA, whatever they're doing doesn't seem to work that well against Mahomes and Reed. And I feel like the way they played against the Packers and Lions is just more evidence of that because. I mean, I think losing to Miko Ryans probably hurts a little bit, but I just, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, I just haven't been impressed by what I'm seeing from them in terms of, like, any sort of scheme, or they just seem to be letting the front four go and hoping that they're going to generate pressure on their own and live that way. Yeah, I think I brought up last week that they blitz the least in the NFL, um, so they like to sit back and cover. And part of the reason we liked the Lions last week was that, well, besides that you're a Lions fan, was that we were both saying, like, the Lions offensive line is good, so... I don't think that they're just going to harass golf all game. And that's exactly what we saw, right? Like they moved him off a spot a little bit in the second half, but he was still pretty comfortable. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, I think the Chiefs should be able to do that as well. Like at least, but like Mahomes doesn't need the same level of comfort, we'll call it. Right, right, exactly. A dude like Jared Goff, like he is as elusive as a quarterback can be in the pocket. Yeah. And with that in mind, it's like, well, unless all four of the Niners defensive linemen, you know, blow up in a way that we haven't seen them do this year, I don't think you're getting him. Like, if it's just Bosa, Mahomes is going to get around Bosa just fine. Like, he he moves away from one rusher without much trouble. So I don't know that the Chiefs are going to score 40 or 30 again, like they have in all these matchups against them since Mahomes joined. But Mm -hmm. I doubt the Niners are going to hold them under 24, 27. And at that point, you need Purdy to go, you know, back and forth with Mahomes. And I just, he's going to make a mistake at some point. I mean, hell, he he did against the Lions. It just hit a guy in the face mask instead of being caught. <laughs> I mean, he did throw a pick. Yeah. So. so I don't know. Like, this is by far the best defense the Niners have played since the Ravens, which obviously didn't go very well for them. Did not go well at all. I guess I'd be interested to see how well Kansas City can stop, like, outside running. I feel like San Francisco could outside zone them and then do the shit that Debo does off of it and just kind of, you know, put them in a blender all game. But Yeah, there, then... there are two things that made me nervous about this game, and I am picking the Chiefs plus two, obviously. I would also highly recommend the money line, which is only plus 105, but you might as well grab that instead of the plus two. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to hop on. The, the two things that I think could go wrong is either the Niners just run the ball so well that they don't have to put the ball in Purdy's hands that much. And like you said, you're just like running outside zone. You're, you're hitting their edges and just, you know, beating them up that way. And if Bosa is truly dominant in a game against the Chiefs right tackle who just gets called for penalties constantly, Juwan Taylor, then that's the other thing. But I just, I, I cannot see a scenario where the Chiefs don't have like 17 different different plans for how to slow down Bosa a little bit and make it more difficult for him to do that. Like, I don't think they're going to let him wreck the game on his own. They would need Chase Young to step up and do it, or Jason Hargrave, or 
someone else on that line and they just haven't been doing that at all yeah i mean i like the chiefs as well i dig it i'm going back now through the the history for the the 49ers this year and i was saying that the chiefs defense is the best one they faced since baltimore in week 16 i'm looking at it now it's, it's not it's not an impressive slew of enemies that they had to take down no so here we go lions packers rams commanders they get crushed by baltimore baltimore holds them to 19 points the cardinals the seahawks the Eagles, the Seahawks, the Bucks, and the Jags. So maybe the Jags in Week Ten the is Bucks like and the, Jags. the other decent one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not great. It's not great. And when did they get the worked? Sean Desai defense? You weren't impressed yeah, by? Yeah, they got worked three weeks in a row by the Bengals, the Vikings, and the Browns. All three teams held them to seventeen points. The Bengals one was a little misleading. That game was like a little closer than that. But the Vikings and the Browns both had defenses that were pretty good most of the year. And yeah. they slowed them down. So I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, like you said, the Spags defense is going to make things hard for the oh, Niners. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I fully do. If like that scenario I said where they run the ball and just kind of keep the ball away from Kansas City. If that comes to happen, I'll be a little bit surprised. Yeah. Because I, I really don't see it happening, but it, that's like kind of the only scenario. I think that's what you're saying, too. You could kind of see this kind of really going their way. Yeah. <sighs> That was kind of boring, because I guess we agree on it. Yeah. I mean, hey, I learned my lesson. I'm, I'm taking my medicine this week. Also, there's no way I'm going to pick the Niners after yeah, having to listen fair. to people anoint Brock Purdy. Oh, my God. All I have to say is if you watched the Lions-Niners game and you want to say that this man is the MVP of the NFL... That's wild. Get your brain examined. It's so wild. Why? He's not the best player. He's not even close. I mean, He's- I feel this way. I feel this way in all sports sports media stuff but why why is the middle ground so terrible (laughs) why can't you just say he's pretty good he's definitely better than jimmy garoppolo yes he does a great job operating the shanahan offense totally good and definitely a good player yeah (laughs) he's not the fifth worst quarterback in the league and he's also not an mvp candidate (laughs) he was a legit clown show in the first half he looked like he was not good We'll you, you couldn't that. you couldn't just drop Mitchy Biscuits in there and be like, oh yeah, Niners offense no. still humming right no, along. No, no, no. He's good. He showed why he's good in the in the second half. He was amazing. Yep. Yep. But it's like you can't just lay an egg and be like, this is the MVP. He right. sucked in the first half. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean Lamar won the MVP, and again, I don't. It's not like he didn't deserve the MVP. He had a great season, but I think the playoffs have shown rules. very much like. Mahomes. It's yeah, well, Mahomes. It's yeah, always well. Mahomes. You can't just give him the MVP seven no, seasons in a row. Yeah. And his stat line yeah, this I year wasn't it. that great, but yeah, yeah, and it's just like yeah, you know, he is the MVP. It doesn't. Yeah. The stats don't even matter because if you take him off the Chiefs, they're basic. They suck essentially. Right. right. Yeah. It's like it's like Peyton Manning. Yep. When he was on those Colts teams, you took him off that team, and Dan Orlovsky had to will them. Yeah. To two wins. To get two wins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man, Curtis Painter. Rest in peace, brother. I wonder what he's doing. Is there anything else that you're particularly excited about? I'm excited about nothing. (laughs) Fuck football. It's over. I'm not... I don't give a fuck about this game. I probably won't even watch it. (laughs) Gary will be like, we gotta watch it. I'll be like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) If it's an excuse to eat some fried chicken, I guess. I love fried chicken. It is that. It is that. Um, I guess what else could we eat? Hamburgers? I was going to do some seven-layer dip. That's a classic. Right? I mean, that's a that's a Super Bowl go-to. A classic, baby. What do you think about me jumping on the Chiefs minus six and a half at plus 200? <laughs> yeah, let's... I, 
my other my only other bet last week other than the JMO first score was Lions minus five. Oh, it's man. like I give a fuck. It was looking I was good. like I, had, I got it. It was looking so good. It was looking real good. I could also do the Chiefs minus nine and a half for plus two eighty. Just go all the way, all yeah. the way to the Ch- end. Turn man. the dial to eleven. Just don't go. Yeah, man, go all the way. Who, who cares? <laughs> Throw some. What is it? What can you get to Chiefs minus thirteen and a half? I, they don't seem to have that one. I've been trying to find it here. <laughs> I want. I don't know why it stops at nine and a half. Oh wait, there's a ten and a half. Okay, ten and a half is plus three forty. This one goes to eleven. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll do that and like parlay it with something goofy. A lot of Brock Purdy interceptions or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go Sneed interception. Ooh, that's a good one. Sneed is a Sneed. boss. That guy. Oh, you should good. do like a. I, w- I wonder if you do like Sneed force fumble, Sneed interception. Oh, uh, that'd be a great one. Sneed sack. That'd uh, be a really fun one. They don't really blitz him, though. Total turnovers? Ooh. Over two and a half is giving you plus 130. But I'll say one of my favorites, I love betting the props. Give me some prop bets. Uh, let's see, you want like player props or you just want like randos? No, halftime props. Uh, How many see. times is Usher going to do whatever uh, he does? Yeah. Is that who the halftime is? Uh, Fuck the s- halftime show. Let me say that much. I no, don't yeah, care. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, you can, always, you can always just pay the vig on heads or tails. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> heads and tails, I like. What, where's field goal miss? I want field goal miss. <laughs> I want to put something on that one. Give me That's that coming for Moody, man. Should we great. talk about the NFL media smearing my boy Ben Johnson? Yeah, let's talk about it real quick. So Ben Johnson's coming back to the Lions next year. Very exciting. Hey-o. Congratulations. That's I am very pleased about that. But yeah, it seems like everyone in the NFL media is carrying the water of the new Washington ownership group. Yeah, it seems a little strange. So the only thing I've heard is that they were saying that he was asking for a crazy amount of money or something like that. Yeah, they're like no one even knows if that one's true. <laughs> But they're saying that he texted them while they were flying. He or someone in his someone in his his like agent texted them while they were flying to Detroit to meet with him and Aaron Glenn, and they're all like fucking pissed about this. And the idea the the part about this that I think is insane is like okay, well it's like he doesn't. They're like how he doesn't know how to do business. He can't. Adam Schefter went on a whole tirade about how he can't sit in a meeting for two hours with them. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like he's just <laughs> to me. You saved two hours. Right. You're already going to go see Aaron Glenn anyways. So what the fuck is the difference? And the only reason there's a difference there is that if you actually weren't serious about hiring Aaron Glenn and you were interviewing him for a reason, I wonder what reason that could be. I wonder why you did that. Hmm. Motherfuckers. Like, that's the kind of shit that drives me crazy. Well, the fuck? You're already going to see. So you're throwing a big shit fit about this when you're already going to be there to interview somebody else right i don't know fuck that's pretty bad yeah i agree yeah i think like the entire coaching carousel thing the idea that he was asking for too much money it's like okay so he's like our age i think right yeah he's like a year older than us and he's obviously going to have more opportunities down the road, and he has a choice to take over commander's adam shepherd after shepherd doesn't think he doesn't know (laughs) <laughs> who's who's gonna fuck with this guy now johnny texted washington's ownership group yeah they didn't want the job how dare he <laughs> my, my god john how could he do such a thing yeah it seems like it seems like maybe he's like you're gonna have to pay me a lot if you want me to take over washington and turn it around then <laughs> somebody also leaked that he was talking shit about them calling them a basketball ownership group that didn't know shit about football and thought they knew more than they actually did which if he said this 
If he said this, the dude is a fucking... He belongs in Detroit forever. He's a legend. Yeah. Like, if he was like, yeah, these fucking clowns don't know a goddamn thing. Like, that's legendary. Fuck them, then. I really hope he said that, because that would be entirely accurate. I mean, what is it? It's Bob Myers. They brought Bob Myers in. Somebody was like, oh, no. Bob Myers. I was like, okay. I'm not sure if you can come up with two sports that are done more differently than football and basketball from like a player collection standpoint. Very true. (laughs) I hope he said that, man. I really wanted that one to be confirmed. Well, that's what people say. And it's just like... (laughs) The idea that you're like somehow the media is like weaponized against this person, I just don't understand. Like how I don't know, I don't some yeah. The piece in the Athletic was so psychotic. It was very funny, like to read the um, deconstructed by Lauren Thiessen at Defector. I thought it was a very that's funny pretty fun. Read. That's pretty but, fun. Okay, I have one set of props to go through with you. Let's do it. Let's talk about touchdown props. We have Jordan Mason is plus 1,900 to have one touchdown. It would help if I knew who Jordan Mason was. Same. Ronnie Bell. Okay. Ronnie Bell. Plus 1,700. I've heard of Ronnie Bell. Oh, he's he's from, he's a Michigan wide receiver. He's on the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Uh, George Kittle is plus 800 to have two or more. (laughs) That's funny. Keep going. That's bad. I don't like that one. Uh, Brock Purdy plus 650. He'd have to run for it. You'd have to get in. Yeah. 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 Uh, McCaffrey is a minus 330 for one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty gnarly. Uh, three plus is plus 900. <laughs> oh my God. Can I short that? Here, that's what I wanted to do. I want to see if I could do a zero, but I haven't seen Ooh. it anywhere yet. Um, here's one that I actually like. Kyle Juszczyk, plus 900 to have one Use. I mean, Shanahan loves him some Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. Plus 900 is a fun one to look at, right? And just hope that hope that he catches a little a little swing pass or something. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Or yeah. you get him down to the one, you could see them. Kind of like Shanahan's the type of dude in the Super Bowl that would run a fullback trap in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, 100% like he would. One or two, like 100% he would. Yeah. Five firsts, also known to people outside of our fantasy oh, league as Clyde yeah. Edwards-Hilaire. Let plus, me see. Plus 550 for one touchdown. That's which seems a little low. low to me. Right, that's very low. Is I would have guessed. Pacheco's not injured, so what's going on there? I don't know. Clyde, he looks pretty good when he gets in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe they're going to use Clyde in a way we might not quite (laughs) thought they would. You might not think they're going to. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is plus seven hundred to have two or more. These are crazy odds. I know they really are. Uh, Blake Bell plus twenty four hundred. Know who that is? Uh, he's the third tight end for the Chiefs, I think. Because I think Noah. I was going to say, I want Noah Gray. I want. Yeah. I was waiting for the Noah Gray ad stats. Let me see when I get down to him. Uh, Kelsey is plus four hundred to have two or more. I don't think that's yeah. two or more is asking a lot, especially in an Andy Reid offense. I feel like. I mean, for God's sake, Sky Moore had a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year. That's a. He's probably a good one though. Yeah, he would have fun. Given ones. the fact that he's actually not dog shit this year, Noah Gray is plus nine hundred. I love that. To get one, that's the one I like. That's pretty good. I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, I one would. Too. I would maybe. Maybe I'll do that one. Do a little sprinkle on there. Yeah. Let's see. Got that JMO money. I can. Yeah. There you that. go. Justin Watson, Juwan Jennings. They do like throwing a Juwan Jennings now. Oh yeah, that's true. Charlie Warner. <laughs> yes, him. Mm-hmm. Do, do they have any like? David. Uh, I wanna. I wanna get one on one of their tackles. Oh, that'd be they fun. Do a little Ben Johnson. Shoot. Like an other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Give me an. Uh, give me an other all day. I don't see that one on here, unfortunately. But that would be pretty sweet. 
Pacheco, you start getting positive odds on 78 or more yards. I could see that happening. Yeah. What do you think the odds of Joe Barry getting another job were? <laughs> I thought it was zero in this coaching cycle, at least. But uh, Joe Barry got another coaching gig. Sounds like I was wrong. Back to the linebackers, coach. That's his bread and butter, baby. Can expect a, a step back from the Dolphins' defense here this year. <laughs> I think I was looking up. I was like, because we hadn't <laughs> understood how he even got a job again, and the fact that he coached linebackers under Brandon Staley at the Rams and then was hired by Green Bay to knock off the Vic Fangio defense is like the funniest origin story to a second chance for a fail yeah, son I've amazing. ever heard of. That is pretty incredible as far as ways to get yourself back in there go. Yeah, yikes. What do you, what, what do we sprinkle on these these touchdown ones? I'm loving Noah Gray. What what's Sky at? That's a good uh, one he too. is not listed. <laughs> What? Not on this on this site. I'm sure that he's listed somewhere else. I was gonna say, what? <laughs> yeah. What is he too? He's an X factor. They don't know. That's I feel right. like he's a pretty likely one. Yeah, I mean, especially like I said, given they used him last year. Like just how their offense has been going. Is it? Or am I thinking of someone different? Are you thinking of Valdez Scantling? No, they, I think they throw to Sky Moore a little bit now, don't they? Or do you think Rashi Rice? Is that who you're thinking? Oh, of? that's who I'm thinking. Of Rashi, Rashi is a stud. Yeah. Yeah. What's Rashi's line? Uh, his is more boring. His is like a plus one something. It's fucking Sky Moore. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Rashi yeah. Rice. Yeah, Sky yeah. Moore. only worked because they had watched the way that Philly, Philly's defense yeah. responded to that. And then him <laughs> and the Kadarius and Tony, Tony also get a touchdown. The same, same exact play. play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What if like Andy Reid goes in at fullback and they do that? Oh man, Cat would be so happy. She loves Andy. Plus Reed. one million. <laughs> I would take it. <laughs> Sprinkle on there. <laughs> All right, buddy. I think that's a good good place to wrap it for for this week and this season. We can do a we can do a season post mortem after this as well. But a uh, heck of a year, bud. And even though you won't be watching the game, I'll text you. Uh, especially, I'll, when, I, I'm sure I'll watch. Especially I'll when Noah Grace a touchdown and we can celebrate. Yeah, yeah, there okay. we go. We'll be celebrating that. <laughs> Noah Gray. Oh, you know there's going to be a prop for how many times they show Taylor Swift. I'm going on the over. Oh, there definitely will be. Yes. So I'm definitely going to bet on that and watch it. And hopefully Carrie and I can spin some Swift and put it on mute. That would be solid. Be very solid. I mean, Jack likes to fall asleep to Swift, so. There you go. Is he still doing that? Because that's been a minute now. He's still doing it. It Oh, that's amazing. Yep. Yep. It's very interesting. All right, buddy. (laughs) Thanks for jumping on. And I will talk to you soon. All right. See ya.